Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Whole lot of shooting going on. Hey, you have to love the north, south, and coastal zone waterfowl season going full tail boogie. The ducks are flying. Hey, we're inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of November 26th and 27th. Hope everyone had a very happy Thanksgiving holiday. Deer and bear. Deer and bear season coming up December 5th through 10th. Now, listen, that's the, that's the uh, firearm deer. We're going to be talking about the bears coming up a little later on in the program. Also going to be talking about some surf fishing. The bass bite is on along the beaches. Tog are going crazy. We know that. And the freshwater and the things. Uh, large amounts, small amounts, way in a funk. Pickerel are like, are like me. They're always hungry. Those stocked rainbows, those two-year-old rainbows that went out. Oh, man, are they on the chow. Hey, but for pheasants, for this coming Thursday, and Bob White's, this coming Thursday, Tom P's favorite areas in the Rackham Radio listening area, uh, Aston Pink's going to be at 320, Kyers Mills, 200, Howardsville, 50, Manahawk and 50. And Manahawk's a tough little place to hunt, man. You got the two little fields and you got the uh, getting those Phragmites. It's like Port Republic. Same. Oh, man, that's tough hunting. You have Medford getting 80 and Stafford Forge getting 160. Southern uh, areas, we have Dix getting 130, Glassboro 100, Port Republic 50, Mad Horse 90, Millville 340. Big numbers, but, but big crowds as well. Nantuxet 110, Tuckahoe 110, Winslow 140, and Heislerville 50. For the Bob Whites, both Greenwood and Peasley getting 280 birds each. A lot of hunting opportunities out there, a lot of fishing opportunities out there. But coming up, we're going to be talking... Bass in the surf. Grab that cup. Grab that Red Bull. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. And just a reminder, you're tuned in 5 to 6 a.m. on Talk Radio WPG 95.5 FM and WPG 1450 AM. Streaming live on that slot, WPG1450.com. And from 7 to 8 a.m., you're locked into 50,000 mega far-reaching watts of the Rack and Fin Radio. Message 97.3 ESPN FM. Streaming live 97.3 ESPN.com. Download the WPG Talk Radio app. To get to the Rack and Fin Radio podcast or on Spotify, etc. at infinitum. So much stuff going on. I'm going crazy in here. Be right back. <laughs> Rack and Fin Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yeah, back inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of... November 26th and 27th. I gotta keep saying this. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving to all out there. Time to hit the beach. I ain't talking Frankie and Ned here, people. It is bass time along the sands. It's cold weather, the winds, everything. All everything's like a, a perfect storm for the line siders. Bass fishing in the we know what's going on out in the boats. That's a that's a given. Bass fishing seems to be improving by the day as we're going, especially along that stretch of sand known as Long Beach Island. LBI, we have a very special guest making time when he's not on the beach and attending to his various media things is Bayside Dave Edelman. Now, Dave's really come on strong in the past three or four years. He is doing gangbusters on the beach and the jetties. You know, Dave, from uh, his surf fishing LBI with Bayside Dave, you know, Facebook page. He's, uh, he's been featured on Jersey Boy Outdoors and Fat Dad, getting personal with me, gentlemen, Fat Dad Fishing uh, YouTube channels, and he's an accomplished seminar speaker. He's joining us online right now. Let's talk some surf fishing LBI. What's going to be apropos 
for other sections of the Jersey Shore because the bass are here and the bass are by there. You got bait, you got plastic, you got plugs. What is going on, Bayside Dave? Thanks for joining us on Rack of Fin. By the way, people, he is a very accomplished largemouth bass fisherman, but he doesn't really publicize that. Hey, Dave, how are you? <laughs> hey, good morning, Tom. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I know you're a closet largemouth guy. I've seen you out there. I've seen you formerly. I've seen you, Dave. But guys, let's get yeah. let's get to the line cider variety off the beach, Dave. We've been talking the past week or so. The beach yeah. bite is really picking up. Conditions are right. You have bunker moving down. You have butterfish moving down. Sanders are showing out far. They're going to be coming in, predicated on the weather and the surf conditions. It is time to hit the surf now, is it not, Dave? It, it certainly is, man. It's it's so exciting out there right now. You know, we ha we have a lot of bass uh, running down, a lot of uh, striped bass. People going crazy, uh, looking to catch them off the beaches. Um, lot, like you said, there's a there's a lot of uh, bait in the water. We have adult bunker schools. They, it's so thick you can walk across. Mm -hmm. uh, we got peanut bunkers shooting out of the inlets because the yep. water's getting cold in there. They got to get out to the warm ocean water. And uh, bass are going crazy on them too. We got butterfish, like you said, showing up. We still got herring shooting around. There's right. Squid. Right. Still waiting on the stand eel bite, but, you know, there's plenty of stuff out there that's going on right now, and uh, the bass are going crazy. Yeah, I'm hearing some reports of sand eels north, actually kind of far north, but uh, so, but okay. still, the way that people, the way conditions are, the way the weather's changing as seasons progress, have those needlefish plugs ready, please, because all of a sudden the sand eels and, and, the, and the they're here, and you need to be prepared. Dave, here's my question, a lot of questions. You come to a stretch of beach, you get over to dunes, you look, and you say, hmm. Where the hell do I start? Where the hell do I start? Where, Dave, where do you pinpoint, especially a new stretch of beach, not going onto computers and looking at the whatever, right. just raw knowledge, raw observation on the beach. Where do you start your, uh, where do you start to fish? I, I, obviously deep water. Uh, dark water is deep water. And um, look for them sandbars. Uh, waves are breaking on sandbars, you know, a good, good 30, 40 yards out. Uh, those sandbars uh, run a good stretch of the beach in sections that create troughs in front of them. And the openings of the sandbars uh, between the, uh, a sandbar and another sandbar, there's usually openings that we call holes. A lot of nice deep water right there. I like to throw my baits right at the tip of those sandbars, right at the entrance of those troughs. Those those big fish are coming in. They're circling. They're shooting around that little corner there. They're going to they're shoot mm -hmm. up those troughs. Go along the inside of that sandbar. Look, look for see what's hiding. Look to see what the waves are busting off the top of them sandbars. They'll even come in up to up to the beach line. And look right. to see if there's any, uh, you know, um, sand crabs, sand fleas, calico being right. churned up. You know, so yeah, look for that deeper water um, and look for those edges where the where the where the shallow water creates little rips. You know, off the bars, off off the uh, the shoals, and. Uh, that's what you're looking for, for sure. And uh, try to do it at, at low tide uh, where you can see that a little bit better. Bingo. It's just going to hit you on that. Now, Dave, the other day, I was going to report my phone was going okay, But I went and saw for myself. I think it was Surf City, Ship Bottom, whatever, up there, Harvey Seeds. You can see the bass. I mean, they're coming right along. You could have hit them with the end of your rod. I mean, they were, yeah, man, you ram, they were yeah. zipping up and down. You get days like that where where um, the bass are chasing those uh, the, the, those bait fish in, and the and the bait fish know I got to get to some structure and hide myself. And where's structure in the ocean? O over by the beaches, o over mm -hmm. by the sandbars, over by the troughs. And uh, there are days I'm not going to say just go out to the beach. You're going to have bass all over the surf like that. But there are times you just get your butt out there, be there when that happens. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only way to do it is to get out there and be there. Dave, Put in your time. <laughs> I want I want to hit a little early here because I'm seeing this happening. The roles when you can find them, people, the roles Jetty play, Jetty's play, excuse me, as this, you know, weather becomes more conducive to the surf bite. Would you choose a jetty first? Or I, I know that you, you fish both extensively and also the inlet, but you got you to see him up there at Barnegat Inlet when he's snacking those tog. But do you, oh, yeah. do you specifically, would you specifically choose a jetty over a stretch of beach first based on conditions? Have you done that? I have done that. Uh, there aren't a lot of jetties here on, on Long Beach Island. Right. There aren't a lot of rock jetties that stick out from the beaches. That's why... Uh, you know, there's not a lot of areas like that, but there are, like I said, a lot of great sandbars and a lot of great mm-hmm. troughs that do produce a lot of great fish. If you do see sandbars, there are a few. You can, you can look at Google Earth. There are a few on the south end of the island here that you can, so then, yeah. you can target. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the Inlet Jetty, you know, they're fantastic because that's where a lot of bait fish are. That's where a lot of crabs are are hiding and, and living. And, uh, you know, especially the Inlet Jetties, uh, those bass are patrolling those rocks looking for uh, little bait fish to shoot in and out of those rocks mm-hmm. and uh eels and, and whatnot so uh yeah if, if you're if you're around an inlet uh for sure uh give that a shot first <laughs> for sure yeah i know some of those jetties down by shout out to oh, man shout out to my main man noel down there at one stop bait and tackle those ac jetties are giving up some down down if they ever get down away those ac jetties are doing some uh triple banging on the line says uh, no okay kidding. dave let's get yeah. to it right at this stage of the game are you mm-hmm. doing the uh the bait and wait you know soaking fresh bunker or things like or are you doing plugs bucktails plastics what's the dealio dave well, you know, uh, I, I think initially you really need to get out there and just start soaking some bait. Go go to your local bait shops, get some fresh bunker, cut them up into chunks. You know, use use the bunker heads. Uh, oh, there you go. Cut those. Cut the bunker head. When you cut a bunker head off, you got a decent sized adult bunker. You leave about an inch or two of meat behind that that bunker head. Give it a little bit something to have the fish have an have a scent, have an odor, have something to attract them to that bunker head. Uh, that that's a nice big piece of meat. Uh, bass love love to eat the eat fish from the front. So they see a piece of bunker head laying there. Oh, maybe a bluefish bit it off and it's laying there waiting for right. me to have it. Boom. Uh, also, when you're looking at uh, to to buy a bunker and, and you, you're sifting through the, the cooler and you're and you're picking them up, and I want to get all the biggest ones. I like grabbing the small ones. Grab the smaller piece, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. smaller bunkers. I just cut them in half and hook them under the chin with a with a nine o or ten o circle hook. Throw it out there on a uh, fish finder rig, mm-hmm. and uh, for sure, um, bait, baby, bait, bait and wait. Dave, any you know? Uh, I'm not, let ahead. me interrupt you a second. I know some guys come have come in. I've been in stores looking for uh, clams in the shell, fresh clams. They especially yeah. after uh, about a rough weather. They have a part in this uh, early baiting game. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, any, any kind of bait like that, uh, especially the fresh stuff. But I, I've also used salted clam, and uh, they, they, it works just as well. But um, the, the thing about bunker is it's real stinky, and it really attracts them. But uh, the, the clam thing has been happening. If you can find fresh clams, man, mm-hmm. get them get them as well, man. That, that That's a great bait to use. Listen, and remember, if you are using bait, any kind of meat, you need the inline. I think you also have the inline circle hooks. That is, uh, that, is that, that is the law, right? And try to have that when when you're baiting circle hooks. Try to leave that circle hook as exposed as you can. Don't load up that the throw of that hook with 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 the bait where Good that, point. Hook, that hook's not going to work properly. Good point. Um, if you can, 
what I like to do is I like to use the clam string, the heavy, thick clam string that comes in that flat card. Mm-hmm. And I like to get that bait slid up onto the shaft of that hook. And I, and I use the clam string to tie that. And, and I wrap it up over the top of the eyelid of the hook on, onto the leader. So that piece of meat doesn't slide down to throw the hook to leave the circle hook fully exposed uh, to, for that thing to work properly. You know, mm-hmm. I have a right- YouTube video showing that, but, We'll keep talking okay. about that later. <laughs> I got a bunch of time, Dave. <laughs> Listen, I can, I, can, I can sit this guy down talking for hours. I mean, he is amazing. Uh, Joey Sondland is Bayside Dave, uh, and he has a YouTube channel, Surf Fishing LBI with Bayside Dave. He's been featured on Jersey Boys. Out- That's a badass little show. Jersey Boys Outdoors, Fat Dad Fishing. Uh, these are on YouTube. And Dave is also an accomplished seminar speaker. Well, Dave, now the transition. When do you figure, okay, Bait is okay, but I want to be more mobile. We got fish running down the beach, maybe bluefish up there coming down the beach. When do you mm. turn to the artificials, be it be it plastics, you know, the shad tails or whatever, or be it uh, the plugs? What do you got? Yeah, you know, um, a, a lot of times in the twilight hours, uh, early mornings, late afternoons into the evenings, and all through the night, uh, bass bass start hitting hitting the surf line a lot more. And they feel a lot safer with that at night. So a lot of guys who are who are into plugging, they'll go out super early in the morning, three four o'clock in the morning before first light, start plugging, all, all up into the dawn hours. And the same thing at night, go out there, you know, at sunset and start plugging. Or or when you when you start seeing uh, bait coming in and, and bass are on them, and it's obvious that they're there, then you start throwing your plugs at them because if they're feeding on live bait that are shooting around they're not going to start nosing around the sand looking for your chunk of bunker they are looking for something that's moving there you go. that's when you got to start throwing your your uh your, your um plugs out there and start uh, attracting them to hit something that's moving man because that's what they're hitting dave shallow running plugs uh divers like the azuri mag darter uh what do you mm-hmm. opt for yeah it all depends on on uh, the situation you know you, you got uh you, you got bass on on small uh, peanut bunker. You're gonna you're gonna throw uh, bucktails. Uh, you're gonna throw small swim shads. Uh, you might even throw some uh, smaller size SP minnows or uh, or mag darters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the yellow ones work great. The white ones work great. Uh, something that's swimming around subsurface for sure. Even the metal lips are really good. Uh, metal lips are good when you have the, the adult bunker shooting around. Right. Uh, you got top water pencil poppers that that work fantastic when you got adult bunker being fed on. Uh, even even when the uh, when they're they're feeding on peanuts, you know they they see something moving that's a little bit bigger than a peanut bunker, like like a smaller size mag or or, or a metal lip or even mm-hmm. a, even a nice top water popper. They're going to hit at that for sure, man. But um, I like using the bucktails and uh, and the swim shads if I need to get underneath the bait because uh, good point, bass, good point, good point. Bass are kind of lazy uh, um, fish when it comes to feeding on schools of fish because what. They're not going to attack and run into a whole school of fish. They're looking for that straggler, that that wounded one, that that tired one that needs a little, that kind of breaks away from the pack. You mm-hmm. know, that kind of breaks away from the school, and uh, that's why the snag and drop works so good. But um, yeah, it's it's good to, you know, throw your baits and get underneath those schools and throw and and, and pull them in. Like I said, the swim shads or the bucktails to get them down deeper into the water column to, uh, you know, it, it'll catch that bass eye. And a, a nice slow retrieve is best for them. Not anything fast like you would right. with with, uh, with bluefish. Nice and slow, and couple jigs, couple snaps, make that thing look wounded, and boom, you you got a you got a bass on baby. Well, Bayside, let me ask you this: 
color more than profile. I mean, you see these plugs, listen, I wrote hundreds and hundreds of press releases for Azori back in the day with the lifelike mm -hmm. edge finish, 3DIs and all, but is it profile or more like the lifelike appearance? Because to me, and again, same thing with leader material, fluorocarbon. No, Bass will hit something on a tow rope if it looks good. But uh, what exactly. do you think, Dave? Color or, or profile? Lifelike or profile? Movement or profile or color? What do you got? I think profile and color are the biggest thing. All those little details, all those little eyes, all those little scales that are painted on there. That's for the, that's for the best. That's for the, uh, for the angler. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, uh, he's got me on that they're, one. <laughs> they're, you know, they, they're, they're, they're there's some beautiful plugs out there that are being painted and, and they should be, uh, you know, put up on a shelf for, for people to look at. Man, a decent color, just a good solid yellow or some speckled black on there, like, like the chicken scratch. Uh, you have the, um, you have the white with the, with the speckled colors on it. Um, it's it's more profile and presentation. It has to look like a wounded fish. It has to look like a swimming fish. Uh, it's going to catch their eyes. Going to get their instinct is is is, is movement and color, and uh, that's what's going to get the bass to hit. It's not going to be like, oh well, that one has a cute little eye on it. That has has a couple <laughs> fish scales on it. That's more real to me. You know, it's a piece of plastic. It's a piece of metal. It's got some bucktail hair on it. It's profile. That's all. Profile and color for sure. Okay, Dave, I just, well, Dave, you hooked the bass, man. It's the end game. You got some waves coming in or an outcome, not some uh, wave force coming in. Getting that bass, not, I'm talking a little schoolie that you can sort of lead up on the beach. You have a sizable line cider on there, Dave. The end game, getting it safely on the sand for a photo, if you're going to keep it put up there or for release. How do you do it? You can't muscle that fish in, man. You're going to snap your line. You're, you're dealing with a strong fish, a feisty fish, and you're dealing with the waves. Pushing in and pulling out. Pulling out is the, is the toughest thing to do when you got a, a decent-sized fish on. Let that drag work. Don't keep tightening up your drag. You're going to snap your line. Use the waves to carry the fish in. Time it right. Get The fish will tire out. Even though it's pulling drag, the fish will tire out and turn around and start to resist and, and, and stop resisting your, uh, your line coming in. Use the waves to bring that fish into the beach. If you got a, if you got a fish coming in on a wave and, and the wave breaks and, and starts pulling the fish back out, let the fish go back out. Use, let your drag work. You, use the timing of the waves. Get that fish on the beach. As soon as that fish has landed, get, get over there and grab it by the jaw. Use a jaw clamp. Use your hand. Don't drag the thing up the sand. If it is a fish you're going to release, you're going to dry it. You're going to, you're going to, uh, wipe all the protective slime off that fish. And you're going to leave it exposed to, to uh, parasites and whatnot. Get that fish up off the sand and carry it, carry it in, and get it back in the water as quick as you can. If, if you're not going to keep it, if you're going to keep it, it's all yours, baby. Have it for dinner. <laughs> okay, let's just more information. This is Bayside Dave Edelman. Go to Surf Fishing LBI with Bayside Dave. And again, uh, he it's just <laughs> and he's so much fun to fish with. He's been featured on Jersey Boys Outdoors, Fat Dad Fishing on those YouTube channels, and he's a seminar speaker. And one question, Dave, before I let you go, when are you gonna have time to start to uh, click out some articles, man? The magazines are asking about you. Oh yeah, I, you know I haven't been approached yet. Uh, I'd, I'd love to write up some stuff, but for me, I'm I'm not like the end all be all. I have to tell everybody everything about surf fishing. I I, I talk about all the basics. And, um, you know, I would love to something like that, I guess, if, if I were approached, but, uh, haven't been approached yet. Maybe you has. can put out a mag for me. To oh yeah. A couple of people, <laughs> a couple of people have asked me on that. Now, Dave Edelman, uh, best to the family <laughs> and we'll see you on the beach, brother. Thanks brother. Same yeah. to you. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Eat your turkey. Take care. <laughs> Bye.
way long on that segment. Coming up, Dave Golden, Assistant Commissioner, Fish and Wildlife, Talking Bears. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. So what is Talk With a Purpose? It's a lively, informative, number one rated talk show on Saturday morning. Hi, this is John DeMassey. Join me and my guests every Saturday from 9 a.m. till noon for Talk With a Purpose, heard right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And if you miss it on Saturday, we replay it on Sunday from 5 until 8 p.m. Don't miss Talk With a Purpose, Saturday and Sunday, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. Girls and boys in poverty around the world are dreaming of a better life filled with dance, art, music, and knowledge. They dream of a brighter future with enough nutritious food to eat, a chance to learn and grow, to get an education, escape poverty, and do incredible things. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, such dreams are coming true. Together, we give children a chance to set their sights high and succeed in school and in life by ensuring that they have access to health care, education, life skills, and so much more so they can grow, thrive, and believe in themselves. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. Together, we can help end poverty for good. We get it. You're not going to work just anywhere. You're smart, ambitious, and you want to help others. You want a place where you can thrive, feel fulfilled, and have an opportunity for growth, all while making an incredible living. Right now is the perfect time to join the team at Town Square Media as a marketing consultant. Join one of the fastest-growing digital companies in America, where you get to help build client solutions with real local influencers and sell brands like TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. If this sounds exciting to you, let's have a conversation. Our comp package is amazing with unlimited earning potential, including base salary, mobile phone, auto expense, 401k match, trip incentives, and more. If you're competitive, driven, and have the ability to communicate great ideas, we'd like to hear from you. With digital advertising expected to double over the next three years, the timing could not be better. Reach out to Mike Rubel, market president at 609-910-5249 or visit careers.townsquaremedia.com. Townsquare Media is an equal opportunity employer. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At four in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veterans guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. To some people, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not necessarily true. 
By six months, they're combining vowels and consonants. By nine months, they're trying out different kinds of sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on some meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Early screening and intervention can make a lifetime of difference and unlock a world of possibilities. Take the first step at AutismSpeaks.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Well, the hunting season, uh, shotgun, or we call firearms week for deer, is coming up December 5th and 10th. And guess what? I know it's been in the news for about a week or more, but everything is finally shaken out. And we will have a return of the black bear season here in New Jersey. It hasn't been, it's been curtailed and eventually stopped over the past uh, three, four years. And there are bears. Now, they've been sighted in all 21 counties, the heaviest concentration, those five bear hunting zones up in North Jersey. And a lot of uh, going on behind the scenes uh, to get this hunt. It's This is, the, I guess, called an emergency order hunt or whatever, however it's classified. Because there are people, there are bears and there are bears and there are more bears. The non-lethal methods so far, they're part of the comprehensive bear management plan. They haven't really been working. They're not stopping the reproduction. Joining us on the line right now to get a prospectus on the upcoming hunt. We're able to, very fortunate to uh, get him for a few minutes, is Dave Golden. He's the assistant commissioner in the Jersey Fish and Wildlife. Going to talk black bears for a few minutes. Dave, thanks for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving to you and the family. How you doing, brother? Great. Happy Thanksgiving, Tom P. It's great to be with you. Uh, Dave, well, besides your incredible duck hunting success you've been enjoying, uh, Dave, it's, it's great to see, uh, for however it was formulated, to get this bear hunt, at least this one going uh, going forward, uh, during December 5th and 10th. Unless, again, if the 20% management goal isn't met, it will be extended um, for another few days, I guess December 14th through 17th. Dave, Overall status of the Bruin population in Jersey, again, sighted in all 21 counties, but the overwhelming majority is still up in those five bear hunting zones, correct? That's correct, yeah. The the largest portion of the population is up in the northwest part of the state within those five bear management zones that will be open as part of the hunt uh, in December. And although there are bears that have kind of spread out from there, mm-hmm. um, the, the population is really healthy healthy and the majority of it is found up in those northwest zones well dave it's perfect bear hunting habitat and also i know south jersey a great habitat down here well but to me dave the migration you know negotiating what i call the waistline you know that trenton to point pleasant demarcation there in the center of the state that's near suicidal for uh, bruins but they they some do manage to get down through there. The bears have been sighted, like I said, in all 21 counties, Gloucester. Uh, there was one in, there were a couple in Little Lake Harbor a few months ago, right there on the, I think it was Atlanta's golf course. So they are spreading, but right now, Dave, it is all going to be the majority in North Jersey. And estimates of the population, Dave, again, guesstimates, I should say, how many Bruins approximately? Well, we only monitor the population up in that northwest zone. That's considered yep. our That's a, yep, research area. Yep. Yep. And uh, we are estimating now that you know I'm going to use I'm going to use rough numbers because we didn't calculate our normal Lincoln Peterson estimate last year because there was no harm. 
but over 3,200 bears in that zone now. Um, they're in that region now. And we did some population projections, and we're looking by 2024, with that, in the absence of a hunt, a population that approaches or exceeds 4,000 bears. So we've seen a lot yes. of yeah. growth, um, and, you know, it's one of the reasons that there was a decision made to reinstitute the hunt is to try to bring that population under control. Now, listen, this is a segment B hunt. There is no archery hunt. It's going to be muzzle, you know, archery muzzle. It's going to be uh, strictly a shotgun and muzzle or slugs only. Uh, hunting hours are half hour before sunrise, a half hour after sunset. A uh, limit is one bear. You can buy two permits, but the season limit is one brewing. Uh, Dave, some of the concessions made to get this going. Can you go into that briefly? You know, the 75 pound, 50 pound thing and traveling in groups. What do you got? Yeah, sure. There were some changes to the game code that affects the num- the size of bears that can be harvested. So one of the new limitations that was put in place by the Fish and Game Council is that hunters cannot harvest a bear that is less than 75 pounds, that's live weight, or 50 pounds dressed weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also hunters are not to take adult bears that are accompanying smaller bears, so bears that are less than 75 pounds. So those those are the two main ones Mm -hmm. that deal with cubs. Um, And then there's also been an expansion on the the limitations and baiting. So whereas before, you couldn't hunt for black bears from an elevated position or a ground blind within 300 feet of a baited area, that's how the regulations were before. And that's been expanded to to capture all types of hunting for black bears. So hunters may not hunt a bear or have a loaded weapon while hunting a bear within 300 feet of a baited area. Okay. Well, fair enough. This is concessions had to be made to, uh, to get this hunt going. Well, Dave, the perspectives from my end, and I get to travel the state, very fortunate in that regard. I know Tom P. at my age is still Peter Pan. Yes, I am. And thanks to my lovely Dee Marie for allowing that. But Dave, we've seen some whomper stompers up especially in the Walcall area, Paulinskill area, Delaware Water Gap region, Stoke State Forest, uh, High Point, whatever. Now, listen, you have to remember the size of some of these bears. New Jersey has the world record bow kill bear. A uh, guy, uh, Jeff Melillo, did it back, I think, 2019 or 2020. Uh, estimated 700 plus pounds live weight with a massive skull measurement, 23.516 inches. Dave, that's I talked to friends of mine in Montana that say we have black bears bigger than most of their grizzlies. Isn't that something? Yeah, we do have some big bears, uh, for sure. I mean the natural resources alone in the northwest portion of the state are are good enough to support not only a large population, but also some large bears. Add to that with, you know, some of the opportunities bears have with for agriculture, and I know they're, they're a nuisance related to agriculture, but mm-hmm. Um, nonetheless, it grows big bears. Dave, can you explain briefly the 20% uh, harvest thing or these tag bears, and then if that's not met the expansion, the, the purpose of this is to do what? Yes, yeah, so we have checks in place that help us to effectively meet our management goal and then also protect the bear population from overharvest. So the 20% is the harvest rate that if we don't reach it, we expand the season or extend the season. So what that means is we're, we're monitoring tagged bears and from the tag, the bears mm-hmm. with ear tags that we do, we um, tag from research trapping. 
they help us understand the harvest rate. So what percent of the population we've harvested. If we don't reach 20% in our normal season, whether it's one segment or two segments, um, then we extend the bear hunt for four days. And that's written into our game code. And then also, if we were to have reached 30% of the harvest, uh, our population in the harvest, then we would immediately close the season. So there's checks in place that allow us to meet management goals without over-harvesting the bear population. Dave, a lot of factors uh, go into this weather, primarily a sudden sudden cold snap, extended cold snap, they'll you know, go into the semi-hibernation, whatever they call it. But realistically, Dave, in those, say it is extended to two, um, two segments, four or 500 bears, is there any kind of uh, minimum goal? Well, like I said, our minimum goal is that 20%. Okay. So that has been our management goal within the comprehensive management black bear policy that we want to harvest um, at least 20% of the bear population um, in a given season. And if we don't reach it, that extension of four days right. is to try to help you meet that goal. So realistically, though, you, you could, again, with all these other factors involved, you can be talking three, four, five hundred bears, no? Well, that would be that would be great. I mean, that's yeah. where we need to be in order to bring the population into check is, you know, somewhere in that range. Uh, it's only one segment this year. So, you know, that will have an effect. That, the yeah. weather, as you pointed out, is going to have mm-hmm. an effect. Um, we got a real cold snap, you know. That worries me a bit that some bears may go down and, um, you know, go dormant for the year. But we'll just have to see, you know. It always seems like this Monday of opening day past couple of years, cold and rainy. Yeah. So what we're hoping for is not that. As, well, you were dead on that one, Golden. Joining us on the line right now is uh, Dave Golden. He's the assistant commissioner of Jersey Fish and Wildlife. Topic is the upcoming bear season. It could be a, a two-segment season if it goes, uh, if the, the 20% isn't met during the first race. Well, Dave, overall, we have great Bear population just keeps growing. Uh, the, the reproduction rates is based on the quality of habitat, the food, etc. Listen, we have some incredible bear hunting opportunities. 11,000 permits are available. I don't know how we're going to come close to that. But I know, Dave, over the years, there have been hunters coming in here from all over the United States, uh, including Hawaii. I know some from Europe. I met a guy that was here from uh, years ago, back as one of the earlier hunts, came in from uh, a session of Bavaria or Germany, whatever. And uh, he was absolutely amazed at the number of bears he saw here. And and he says, this is such a small state. How could you have this many bears? That was amazing. Mm. (laughs) Now, Dave, check stations are mandatory, correct? Go into that, please. Yeah, that's right. So a successful hunter must bring their bear into the check station. So um, immediately after they harvest it, they need to uh, go to one of our five check stations. And, you know, they're they're kind of spread out in a way to hopefully make them convenient. We have one at Flatbrook, Black River, Pequest, um, Whittingham, and Green Pond. So those are our five check stations. So successful hunters must bring their bears to one of those in-person check stations. During COVID, where we had more mobile check stations, so we're back to the original way we've done it with the in-person check stations. Okay, David. Well, Dave, some of these bears are so huge. Uh, just for practical purposes, I remember it was in the uh, former regulations. Can the Bruins be quartered in the field after the dress and then brought to the st- check station their entirety? You know, sands the guts, of course. They, <laughs> they can They can be, yeah, because they're so large and some people need 
um, to, uh, you know, try to get where all everybody needs to get them out of the field. Some are so large that you need to quarter them, but they can be legally quartered and brought into the check station. You need to bring every part. Oh, well, Dave Golden, thanks for joining us. Dave is the assistant commissioner of New Jersey Fish and Wildlife. Topic has been the upcoming bear hunt. Dave, uh, a shout out to any, any group in particular on this? Well, I think the Fish and Game Council did an excellent job considering the the needs here um, for not only this species, but they do it for every species. So mm-hmm. I give them a lot of credit for the successful passage of the CBBMP, Comprehensive Black Bear Management Policy, and for the game code um, necessary to get this all done. Okay, Dave Golden, thanks for joining us. If I don't see you before uh, the Yuletide, you have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and best to the family of listeners. Dave is in the field a lot. He is a hunting and fishing maniac. I got to love that, Golden. I see you in a lot of places, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Tom P. You have a great holiday season, too. Great talking with you. Hey, Golden, listen to me. That winter trout stocking, Golden, these rainbows, they come out after you. <laughs> These fish are out of, out of control. Dave, you take care, man. Be good. Thanks again for joining us on Rack and Fin. All right. Thanks for your continued support. You got it, man. We'll see you. Yeah, it was Dave going. A lot of behind the scenes action, as Eddie Markowski from the NJOA had said over the past two weeks. This is, this is monumental. I, I, I'm, I, for one, I, for one, gave up on it until Murphy was done and no bears. And it was a safety thing, too. You have to see. And the way they reproduce, and there's a, the person again from the uh, humane, whatever saying is uh, unsustainable slaughter, blah, 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 blah. It, we've seen sows, uh, reports of six cubs, but I've personally seen on on more than one occasion, two or three maybe, sows with these little ones, these are not the year old, with five cubs, five cubs. Is that amazing? And that's just not coming from eating garbage. No, no. Fertility rate, the habitat up in North amazing. We have some of the best bear hunting in the country. Try to get in on it. It is, um, it is an exciting, exciting deal. Okay, grab that cup. Grab that Red Bull. Be right back. Hey, you have a brewing down. Care for the bear. Care for the bear. Coming up. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Fox News. Until NATO, police release new details about the man they say killed six workers at a Walmart in Chesapeake, Virginia. Fox's Mark Meredith reports on a note found on his phone. In his so-called death note, 31-year-old Andre Bing claimed he was taunted by co-workers, writing, The associates mocked me and celebrated my downfall the last day. That's why they suffer the same fate as me. Bing believed to have shot himself soon after the rampage. It's Small Business Saturday, and Paige Blackwilder at Tooney, a boutique in Winter Park, Florida, wants you to know... When you come to a small store, we know your name, and we just think that personal contact is so important. A survey by Bankrate.com says more people are expected at small businesses today than those who turned out for Black Friday shopping yesterday. America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Overnight blustery and colder under a partly cloudy sky, low 34. Saturday with plenty of sun, breezy and mild, high 56. Turning cloudy Saturday night, low 40. Sunday cloudy, becoming breezy, mild in the afternoon with periods of rain, which could lead to some ponding on streets and highways. The high, though, near 60. Monday, some sun returns, high 56. 
I'm AccuWeather's Carol Babinski on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Here we go. Look out below. Back inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of November 26th and 27th. Again, I hope everyone had a happy and healthy Thanksgiving. Hey, man, I ate and drank like a man on death row. Oh, oh. My Dean Marie says simply, babe. You're going to explode. I said, well, it would be one hell of a sight, baby. You got pumpkin pie over there. You got drumstick over there. You got, you got sweet potatoes over there. But that was Dave Golden joining us. We are ex- going to ex- experience, I'm telling you this, boring any bad weather, an exemplary bear season com- coming up December 5th through December 10th. And I'm sure it's going to be extended from the uh, 14th to the 17th. They're going to be those management goals. A lot of bears out there. Great opportunities. And uh, this permit sales, I understand, are, are starting uh, starting to really pick up. And uh, you'll see, you down a Bruin, unless you got one of these 100, 125, 150 pounds, which are fine. You down a big Bruin, you have a lot to handle. Very special guest on the line. I haven't seen him in several years. It is Jim Person, <clears throat> uh, Vice President of Game Butchers, LLC, 1221 Route 31 in Lebanon, up there in Huntington County. They specialize in all sorts of processing, and they do Bruins. There's not that many places in the state that do them. Very involved, very tedious work. But I'll tell you, people, bear meat is, we prefer it to venison. Jim's on a line with us right now. I think he's out in the field. It's going to be a tough connection, so hopefully we can pull this off. Jim Person, how you doing, brother? Good. How you doing today? Uh, good, good, good. Bear season coming good, up. Uh, good. Can you hear me? All right. Yes, I can. Okay, uh, Jim. You got uh, bear season coming up. I, I, know, I know you're starting to get some calls on here. People don't realize you have a Bruin down, especially a, a big Bruin, and you have it gutted. The process of delicious. You have to get that hide off as soon as possible. What is the process, Jim, of, of getting it from the field? To a place like yours, what do you have to do? Well, first of all, the best thing to do is eviscerate, eviscerate that animal as soon as possible. Right. And, you know, open up that chest and get the heat out. And if, if possible, have a couple bags of ice and jam into the cavity to keep it cooled down. And like you said before, if you can get it the skin off it, that's even better to really cool it down to meat. But the best bet, if you can, just get it loaded up in your car or truck and get it to our shop. And I suggest also anyone out there bear hunting. You want to, you definitely want a sled because they're, yeah. they're a big animal. Killing an animal three, four hundred, like it's like a big pig. You you can't grab a hold of them. There's nothing. There's no way out. There's nothing to hold on to. So right. you really got to have something to to pull it out of there, or a machine, uh, a four wheeler, a, a backhoe. I think they're using tractors and backhoes to take them out because they're so heavy. And Jim, some of these bears are going to be four, five, six hundred pounds for sure. And that, that's again, that's like that's like wrestling. <laughs> How do you wrestle that out and get now, Jim? I understand that according to Fish and Wildlife, you can quarter the bear. Would you recommend, if possible, would you recommend that before bringing it into your shop? Yeah, I mean, if if it's possible, they can if they can skin it down first and quarter it. If that's easier to move it, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And they're saving a little bit of money of us not skinning it. The skinning process takes hours. You know, to uh, to skin that animal out, especially for a full body mount. But yeah, that would be a big help. Okay, join us. Join us on the line is Jim Person. He is Vice President Game Butchers LLC, one two two one Route thirty one in Lebanon. Now, Jim, over the years when they had a season, what 
I'm sure you've seen some bears coming out like, oh, they could have been taken care of better. What pitfalls do you usually find the mistakes hunters make in a field uh, dressing or not properly dressing their Bruins? What do you got? I would say most of the time not, not preparing it and getting all the, you know, the, the guts out of the animal. And then also they, they'll hang on to it. They'll drive around and show their friends and they'll Ugh. wait till like the next day to bring it into us. And then that, the meat starts to turn green, starts to get sour. That's why your best bet, like I said, is to, you know, open that animal up, and get, fill it up with ice mm-hmm. and, you know, get it to a cooler somewhere as soon as possible. Listen, you have to understand the, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the hair of the black bear plus the thickness of these fat layers. You have to get it in, get it iced, and yeah. then get it skin refrigerated as soon as possible because that meat can sour quickly. Okay, you mentioned to me, Jim, that yeah. skinning a bear is like skinning 10 deer time-wise. <laughs> is that about right? I mean, that's really sure. tedious. Yeah, time-wise, yeah, between skinning and, and processing a bear to a deer, we can probably process 8 to 10 deer to one bear, including skinning, because it's just so much involved with it. There's and, so much fat to be removed. You cut the animal different than a, than a deer. You know, then there's also, you know, making the sausages and smoking the hams. There's there's a little more to it. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. The prime cuts on but, a bear, uh, what, what, what are you doing? The hams, the back straps, and, and you make a lot of sausage with those? Yeah, it makes, it makes an awesome Italian hot sweet sausage. It makes great smoked hams. The smoked hams are unbelievable. The bacons are really good. And uh, I, I prefer... Not so much a backstrap, but the bone-in chop. Because then you get the flavor of the of the bone with the with the chop. It's it, they just seem to taste better that way. The backstrap's kind of thin. It's not real mm-hmm. firm and, and thicker like a, like it is on deer. Yeah, the few times I've had but the yeah, backstrap, it's been cutting like the thin cutlets and uh, getting cooked through people. But I just, but Jim, yeah. I just I just love bear meat. It is. Um, I've been very fortunate. And the few bears I shot, well, way long time living up, up up in northern Maine, and then the bears I've consumed here, been pretty lucky. The bear meat it has to be taken care of. People, you don't want to go through all this trouble, all this hunt, all the work involved, and at the last minute, yeah. just you know, you, you could you could now, Jim, correct, not getting it cooled down, getting it skinned, you could ruin the the whole hide itself, and there goes your there goes your bear rug, correct? Yeah. It goes your rug and your meat. That's why it's so important to get that thing cooled down immediately and get it into a cooler. Because once it sits for, you know, seven, eight, ten hours, not being refrigerated, it, it starts to it starts to sour. It, it doesn't last. It doesn't age like beef. It it, it turns quick. Yeah, this is joining us online is Jim yeah. Person, Game Butchers LLC, one two two run route. 31 and Lebanon and some little uh add a little ligature to this interview. Dee Marie's very first deer with her bow. Shout out to Mo Man up there in Glen Gardner. And I took it down because I used to work in Lebanon at Round Valley Reservoir as a fisheries tech at the fisheries lab. And you know, everybody always brought their deer to Persons. It was just called Persons. And we brought her deer there, and I guess it was your mom was there and made my Dee Marie feel so it was a doe. Was a, so, and just made her feel like it was the greatest accomplishment. And so uh always had a place in my heart for your uh, for uh persons when we're up that way. Yeah, we've been around since nineteen sixty nine. We've been doing this for quite a while. And they're all like, you know, family recipes down to you know down to years mm-hmm. that we've been producing and now we also make it out of red stag. A little general store there. We're selling, you know, all the uh, specialty meats in. Hey, yeah, whoa, 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 uh, yeah, hey, person, person, person. We're looking forward to 
Thursday. Person. You selling? You got bison? Do you have bison? Yeah, we have a little general store in there. We're selling bison, red stag. Uh, all I make bet. all the products out of the red stag. And uh, I, I have. All, yeah, so all bets got, are off. All we bets are off. There. We're selling wild meats. <laughs> Tom P. doing a quick road trip on that bison deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim, best to you, best to your brother, John, and take care. Bison, and, 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 and you have the smoked turkeys and everything, too. This is You're making me look. I'm sweating on my upper lip here. Listeners, yeah. if you do get a bear. Yeah, smoked hams, right? As, as uh, Jim says, get that ice. Yeah, that you want to Yep, get that ice in that cavity and get it to yep. a processor. We recommend uh, Game Butchers LLC from personal experience. There are other places around. Check it out. Important. Get that bear ice and get it skinned. You'll love the meat. You'll have your hide. It's going to be a. It's going to be a great bear hunt in a couple of weeks, people. So enjoy it. Do me a favor. Give that phone number, please, Jim. Go. Nine zero eight. Seven three five four six four six. Game Butchers LLC. Hey, person, you'll you'll hear me coming because I'll leave potholes when I walk. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you, man. You take care. Best to everyone. All right, thank you very much, Tom. Have a good day. We'll see, you, brother. Man, care for the bear. A lot of work involved. It's not a deer, people. Believe me. It's just like uh, down, I used to be down in Texas and Florida. You kill a big-ass hog, a big hog, 250, 300. A lot of work involved. Multiply that exponentially when you have, you're hanging a, a bear carcass and getting that thing skinned, getting that fat. Get it to the processor. You will love the meat. They'll give you the choice cuts. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. Hey, Yogi. Yogi. Be right back. If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG Talk Radio. Radio 95.5. Factory. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. That'll do it for this week on Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Get out there and enjoy. Striper Bite is on. Hit the beach. Get out in the boat, too. Conditions are right. You're a slam. I'm all those butterfish showing up. I mean, just get those flutter spoons. Get those white and the pearl shads and the kettle creeks. You're going to kill them. Tog bite is inferno out on the wrecks and still along the jetties. Get ready for firearm deer and firearm bear December 5th through 10th. And still uh, still got some permit bow going on and small game is going on. Plenty of pheasants, plenty of quail out there. And I'm loving my bushy tails. God bless America. God bless our troops. God bless our first responders. See you next week. Rack and Fin Radio. And don't forget. The stock trout from this past Monday and Tuesday. Go to njfishandwildlife.com. Check out the waters. Check out the numbers. I'm going to be poking around Birch Grove Park and Ponder Lodge Pond the next couple of weeks. Plenty of big rainbows. See you next week. Rack and Fin Radio.